All right, perfect. Hello, this is Omni Aldasuki, editor of the Etcher Observer. Joining me today is Jafar Shunar, co-founder and CTO of Talent Acceleration Platform, a Palestinian Dutch ed tech and career acceleration startups that aims at powering thousands of youth in the Arab world through its demand-driven educational programs. Welcome, Jafar. It's great to have you today. Um, let's start by asking you, what are the demand-driven educational programs that you are supplying? Sure. Um, uh, happy to start, um, Omnia. Just first, but just but, but just to set the stage um, for our discussion, I just want to talk about um, global trends that uh, are happening and they they impact um, the whole world. But you know, they they also impact us in the Arab world. And I just like to highlight uh, these trends and uh, and then uh, from that segue into into our programs and how we can make the impact. So. I'd like to start first by, by mentioning three important highlights that are happening right now in the world. Um, things are changing quite a lot. Um, um, three fronts that I would like to shed light on. The first one is um, demographics. Demographics are changing. Um, the first world, if, if, if you call it that way, uh, has aging populations and um, they're not, uh, they have challenges uh, to continue to, to run the economy um, given that demographic change that is happening. The second uh, change that, that's on the education front. Education has changed. Um, colleges uh, are no longer um, you know, the, the main source of uh, having skills. You, know, you could have a skill just by having a course on Coursera or uh, any other platform. And that, that is really transforming education. Um, the third front is work. You know, work has changed a lot. Um, remote work has um, has, ri has risen uh, quite significantly, especially after COVID. And the whole skills, you know, the skills are changing. You know, you've got AI, you've got machine learning, all these different uh, technologies are fundamentally transforming work and, you know, the roles that are available. Now, all these three, all, all these three uh, changes that are happening in the world um, have, have opportunities and challenges. What I'd like to look at um, are the opportunities, especially for us in the Arab world, because if we leverage those changes um, in a good way, then we could create substantial value for, for us and our youth. And, you know, we at TAP, we are, you know, all about leveraging these changes and, uh, you know, making them um, like play in our favor, if you will. Amazing. Um, this was really very insightful. And I want to tap in by on the last point about the empowering the youth in the Arab world. Your acceleration platform is focused on that. Um, and you did promise us you'll explain what does demand-driven education programs mean. Uh, but other than these kind of programs, how do you really empower the youth in the Arab world? That's a huge demographic. Absolutely. And uh, I'd like to, to say that, you know, these changes that are happening are um, they, they have they, they have the potential to, to to change you know our lives for it better. Um, as you know, um, you know we have amongst the youngest populations in the, in the world. You know the Arab world. We're talking about four hundred million people, uh, of which fifty five percent are below thirty years old. That's 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 a very young population. Um, and given what's happening abroad, given the demographic changes that are happening abroad. We, uh, we could be the source of talent that the whole world needs. Um, our young people are our are, are treasure, basically. It's better than oil and, and, and gold uh, because this is what everybody needs. They need, mind. they need minds, they need skills. And we've got the youth, we've got uh, the, young, the people with the young age, and we can 
we can fill the gap that are, that is happening in the world. Now, of course, you know this is not going to happen just just out of the blue, right? We have to work towards achieving that mission. And you know, for us at TAP, um, we're all about transforming the the Arab world to become uh, what we call you know remote first um, to uh, provide the Arab youth with the skills that they need in order to be relevant and competitive in a global environment. So, you know, we're talking about um, power skills. We're talking about English language. We're talking about, um, you know, technical skills that are important. You know, our programs are designed to, to, to upskill the Arab youth um, um, and, you know, make them uh, more relevant for, for remote work. And to uh, once, once we, um, we help uh, a participant in our program, once we help them upskill, we also do a very important step, which is connecting them. We also connect our talent with remote work opportunities. Because, you know, if, if they go on their own and try to, you know, navigate that world uh, on their own, it's going to be quite difficult. But with us, you know, the connection is much easier. How are people receiving it from outside the Arab world? I mean, you have connected a couple of um, youth to different opportunities worldwide. Do you find people more accepting or there is still this challenge of why should I hire a non-native English speaker um, into this per into this job versus if I can look into and try so hard to find someone in the country to be hired? How, how is it? How, how do you think from, I mean, that's a very broad question. Uh, I mean, there are 8 billion people on earth, but from your interactions, do you feel there is a trend of change uh, in accepting people from different backgrounds? Absolutely. We see it almost on a daily basis. When, when we talk to um, our, you know, the hiring companies that recruit our talent, we see it, we see that they are eager for, for, for many reasons. They're eager to, uh, to hire our talent. You know, the, the first reason is, you know, our talent is, uh, is high quality um, and um, they are available. They are there, you know, when, when, when you, the, the other alternative is basically to, not, to, to, you, you, to, comp to compete for a very um, small set of people. Now with us, you know, we're opening a big, big door um, of, uh, of, of young people that are eager and they, that wanna make an impact and they wanna, you know, prove themselves to the world. Um, also from a, from a cost standpoint, you know, they're getting with us, they're getting super high quality talent at a, a very competitive um, price, if you will, or a very competitive rate. So it, our talent check many boxes, you know, you've got the, 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 the being young, being eager, being high quality, being cost competitive. So if you, if you put all of these together, you get a really, really nice offering that, um, you know, any company would, would want to, uh, would want to hire from, of course, there are biases here and there that we have to overcome. Uh, I, I cannot uh, deny that, but we're getting there, you know, where, um, we are proving more and more that our talent um, is, is suitable for their job and, you know, more success stories create more demand and, you know, that flywheel kicks, kicks in. Can you share, I'm thinking, can you share an example of someone um, who was able to, to get hired and still work in Palestine while working for an international organization? The examples are many, um, but I would like to highlight uh, one example. Um, because it, 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 it contains, it, you know, it really demonstrates the win-win situation that we, we talk about. The win-win being, you know, win for the talent and win for the hiring company. 
So, um, you know, uh, one example is with a very bright, talented uh, young woman living in Palestine who studied pharmacy. Um, and, um, you know, she finished her degree. She couldn't find job, a job in Palestine. Um, and she ended up working in a, at a local pharmacy, you know, selling, uh, pro- selling uh, drugs and products. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's limited. I mean, for her potential, her potential is much higher than that. So she, so she took our, one of our programs um, in B2B sales, and she ended up working with a Dubai-based company that builds software, SaaS software, for uh, pharmaceutical companies. So she managed to transform her background in, in pharmacy into a career that is you know, remote, that is tech-enabled, that has a much, um, much higher prospects and um, you know, much higher um, opportunities for growth. And she's currently working there remotely. Um, it's also a win. So that's a, a great win for her, but also it's a great win for the company because, you know, they, they, they've got, if they want to hire in Dubai uh, with the same profile, uh, they would have to pay multiples of that, of, of her salary. And, you know, they're getting high quality, high quality talent with, um, you know, uh, all the, the, like she, she checks basically all the boxes. And the fact that she's remote is actually a good thing. Um, you know, for, even for the company. This is what I wanted to ask. When when we think about certain places geographically that are challenging within the region, we don't expect people wanting to stay back there and work remotely, but actually take jobs outside those regions and move. Why are people accepting to work in geographically challenged locations on a remote basis? I think the, it, it's, it's a matter of many things, but, um, you know, I, I'm seeing... I'm seeing different trends happening, actually. I am seeing, for example, um, even people living abroad coming back to, to our region uh, for different purposes. You know, the, the cultural differences, for example, are becoming more and more important um, for people. And, you know, I, I see more people actually want, want, wanted to stay in our region more than leave, um, despite the challenges. Uh, people want to also live more with their families. Um, you know, they, they, they might be willing to sacrifice some income but uh, in return of you know staying with their families and spending lives with their families, um, and and if we manage to to create that effect where we're bringing more and more brains and n- not only keeping brains but even bringing more brains th- through remote work, which you know which has a lot of opportunities, then we can we can start even creating communities here of you know highly talented highly talented people, highly achieving people that will eventually build up the region you know from within. And that's, that's where our, our vision is, you know? Um, so our vision is, you know, we stop, try to stop brain drain um, uh, through remote work and through, you know, prosperous careers that we, we offer and even start getting people from abroad to, to come back to the region and, you know, build, build our region, stay with their families and, um, you know, contribute to the whole progress and economy of our region. What do you think are the challenges for actually bringing in people from outside back into the region. Um, the reason why a lot have left is because they didn't feel appreciated for their brains. So what are the challenges in bringing them back? Yeah, exactly. I, I totally, I, I totally uh, agree with you that, you know, that we have challenges locally now, you know, um, some of our local institutions are not, um, um, you know, they, 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 there are challenges with, with, with appreciating of, of talent. But with remote work, you know, this can be alleviated, right? Because you can be living here and, you know, working with, with, a, with a company abroad that 
um, you know, that will give you the right career progression, the, the right opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so challenges, I, I see some challenges, of course, you know, lifestyle, of course, being the, the, the number one challenge, you know, if people are used to living in, in a certain, you know, you know, very convenient way uh, abroad, uh, you know, with all the services available, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges when, when they come back to, um, you know, one of our countries here in the region, they would, they won't, they wouldn't find the same infrastructure. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is, um, you know, their kids also tend to, um, you know, feel some sort of shock, uh, because of, you know, they're used to certain, so to, to a certain life, to a certain, you know, level. Um, it's not, it's, it might not be available back home. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, again, if, if we manage to, to at least make it easier to at least, you know, provide the income, the, pro, pro provide the, the environment. If we create a, a network of, of people like that locally, it, it will start small, but it will grow, um, you know, year by year, year by year, it will grow. And then it will eventually, um, you know, um, uh, converge to, um, it will, it, 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 it will, it will, one day it will become big and it will, it will be something. I want to end this interview by asking you, what are the challenges you are facing in convincing uh, perhaps um, investors or uh, stakeholders that this business is the right business for the region? I think uh, uh, all the institutions here believe that the future, um, the future of this region is in the hands of its youth. And, you know, because, you know, we are, at the center of empowering youth uh, and, and upskilling youth and connecting youth, we actually we actually um, don't find it difficult to, to 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 convince an investor or an enabler or even a government organization to support us. You know, we have a lot of good reception from um, most of the people we talk to, and yeah, everybody wants to do what we're doing, and um, you know, we're glad to, to cooperate with with all in the institutions to. To make this impact, um, you know, as as much as bigger as possible, and scale it to the biggest level possible. Great! Thank you very much for joining, Jaffer. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I'd like to thank you, Omnia, for uh, for this chat, and uh, you know, I'd like to end up by um, saying that there's there's huge potential here in the Arab world. You know, the youth are, um, you know, invaluable. Um, the potential of the youth is invaluable. We just need to to capitalize on that and, um, you know, cooperate together to, to make this region, um, a great place for innovation, for creativity, and, uh, also, um, a very prosperous region. And we can do that. Amazing. Thank you very much, Jaffer, for joining me and have a wonderful day ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Omnia. Have a great day. Bye-bye.